Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. When you hear the word total human optimization, what does that conjure up in your head? Well, our guest today has made it his mission in life to help people optimize themselves to the utmost. His name is Aubrey Marcus. He's the founder and CEO of Onnit. It's a health and fitness company that's hard to describe. We'll we'll let him describe it for you all. But uh, Onnit's focused on helping people become the best they can through sort of unconventional means, uh, using unconventional exercises like Indian clubs and gata maces, and using supplements like nootropics to help you improve your cognition, and something we've written about on the site before. So in this podcast today, we're going to talk about nootropics and how supplements can help our brain function better. Uh, we're going to talk about why unconventional exercises should be a part of your, your workout routine. I'm a big fan of the barbell. I love the barbell, deadlift bench press, squat, my favorite, but I like to incorporate other stuff like Indian clubs and kettlebells and the warrior mace. Then we'll also talk a bit about what Aubrey has learned from mixed martial artists. Uh, for some reason or other, Onnit has attracted MMA fighters, and we're going to find out what Aubrey has learned about what it means to be a man and what masculinity means by rubbing shoulders with these really fierce fighters. And I think the answer will surprise you. So a really fascinating hodgepodge discussion, so stay tuned. Aubrey Marcus, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brett. It's a pleasure to be on here. All right. So you are the uh, founder and CEO of a fitness company and health company called Onnit. For our listeners who aren't familiar with the company, because like I've I've tried to like describe what Onnit is because it's not like any other health and fitness company out there really. And it's hard for me to describe. So how do you guys describe yourself? Yeah, you really have to talk about the idea. And the idea is about taking you know, healthy people and improving their performance. And we call that total human optimization. And it's really hard to do that by focusing on one aspect alone. You know, so while nutritional supplements with, you know, earth-grown nutrients are a core part of what we do, you know, that's not going to cut it as well. We need to talk about other nutrition principles and functional foods. And then even that alone isn't the complete picture. Um, Also, how you're working out, your fitness, your training, your unconventional methodologies that you use that I, you know, you've put up on some of the, on the site as well with the Indian clubs and the maces and things of that nature. All of that contributes to this holistic picture of what it is to live an optimized life. And so that's what I think makes on it somewhat unique in that 
we don't just focus entirely on one thing. We kind of treat the human as a whole and say, look, if you want to be optimized, you got to spend some time training and working out, working out in ways that suit the body that, that we've been given um, and, you know, filling it with proper nutrition and then taking supplements that can optimize your performance. Awesome. When did you guys start out? It wasn't too long ago, right? Yeah, really. I, I kind of marked the founding in July of 2011 when we came out with Alpha Brain. Um, we were working on some other stuff a little bit prior to that, but on it became what it is now. Then there was kind of a pivot and some repositioning. Yeah, I mean, because it's crazy. Because yeah, I, I first heard about you guys um, because of Alpha Brain a few years ago, and since then, uh, you guys are everywhere. I mean, it seems like you guys are overnight success, right? But we we all know that you know there's no such thing as an overnight success. Um, so, I mean, can you give us the backstory of how you came up with this idea of total human optimization and starting a fitness company uh, that that supports that? Yeah, really, it was just a, a product of my own life. You know, my stepmother was Dr. Janet Zan, and she founded a company called Zand Herbal. And so when I was growing up, I'd play basketball games, and I'd have a stack of supplements on a little paper towel, and I would just take it. I didn't know what it was, and I would take it before the game, and I would play better than I would in practice, you know, and then I would have a, another stack of supplements on important test days, and I would take that before a test, and I would feel more focused and feel sharper. So I got used to the paradigm of, what I ingested affecting my performance. And I kind of kept that with me my whole life and, and then started working on the other aspects that was necessary to, to run a, a business like this, you know, um, self-mastery, you know, leadership principles. Um, I, I started a marketing company, worked with that, learned kind of the e-commerce game, started to get more familiar with different people who could support, um, support the brand, like my friend Bodie Miller, who was one of the founding investors with me, um, and then, of course, Joe Rogan who's become, you know, an incredibly valuable partner in the business. So kind of everything came together. Uh, the last piece was really getting a, a strong medical advisory team and, uh, and scientific team that's been running our clinical trials. We are actually able last week to just announce um, the, the results of our flagship randomized double-blind alpha brain trial, which is really uh, some pretty groundbreaking stuff, um, proving that alpha brain um, statistically significantly affects cognition in, in a variety of positive ways. Yeah, let's talk about Alpha Brain because um, that's how I first heard about you guys is through Alpha Brain. So Alpha Brain is a nootropic, right? Is that how you describe it? Yep. Um, for our listeners who aren't familiar with nootropics, could you explain what they are and their benefits? And because I mean, it sounds sort of like woo woo, right? You're like, oh, you're taking this pill and it can make you smarter. That's like sci fi stuff. Um, right. But you're saying that you have studies that say no, there, there's actually something to it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that was, of course, the, the challenge that we, you know, we had to overcome with these clinical trials is we came out with the product and all of the ingredients in the product have good scientific data. But until you actually prove that your formula um, against a double-blind randomized trial is going to work, you know, people are always going to be a little bit skeptical. Um, but basically, the field of nootropics is anything that enhances cognitive performance. And a lot of times people think of the brain as synonymous with the mind. Oh, it's just a strong mind, strong brain. Well, the brain is actually an organ. And as with the muscles or skin or the liver, that organ has input that it uses to create the output. Now, the output happens to be thoughts and cognition and personality and a lot of other things that, that come from what the brain does, which is different than a muscle, which flexes and contracts. So it's easier to think of it like that. But regardless, the brain uses fuel, and it actually uses a lot of fuel um, to do what it does. And so the field of nootropics is, at least as far as we're concerned, 
is providing the brain with the nutrients that it needs to perform optimally. And some of the main fuel sources for the brain are the neurotransmitter precursors. And so the one that we focused on the most was the neurotransmitter acetylcholine. And that's what we targeted because that's what's responsible for mental clarity, focus, mental speed. And that's where we saw some of the greatest gains in the formula. But I also wanted to make it well-rounded. So we have some ingredients in there that support the dopamine mechanism, the GABA mechanism, and you know a variety of the other um, you know brain neurotransmitter functions, uh, and then we also have another formula that supports the serotonin mechanism, as well as some other things. Bring uh, vinpositine brings additional blood flow into the brain, cerebral vasodilation, and uh, another ingredient is like a really strong antioxidant that we licensed uh, that comes from an extract of cat's claw, which grows in the Amazon rainforest, and just kind of putting together the dream formula of what the brain could use to perform at its best. And then, you know, we had great results in the public and then put that to the test with the Boston Center for Memory, a really prestigious institute, and, um, you know, showed that a variety of things were improved, verbal memory, executive function. We even hooked them up to your QEEG and the people taking alpha brain versus placebo, they had a higher peak alpha brain wave, which is synonymous with ability to kind of be in the zone or be in a flow state and uh, also improve the theta-beta ratio, which is um, what people track for attention and focus issues. Um, so a variety of different ben benefits. Button press accuracy when they're hearing high and low tones, so responsiveness uh, to auditory cues. A variety of different things that, uh, that Alpha Brain has shown to be effective in. So hopefully taking it out of the realm of woo-woo and into the realm of hard empirical science. Yeah, and, 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 and I think uh, part of the problem I think people have with nootropics is that Sometimes people market it as this thing. It's like a, it's a cure-all. Like you take this pill and like you're sure. instantly going to be superhuman. Right. But it's just, it's a supplement, right? Like you got to do other stuff in addition. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is focusing on taking a healthy brain and making it, you know, a little bit supercharged. You know, I mean, we're not working miracles here. But in the world, you know, having a, a couple percent edge is really generally the difference. You know, a lot of times the tipping point is not... 30% away, the tipping point is 3% away, you know, am I going to start writing this book or not? Well, you know, it's, it's pr usually pretty close to a 50-50 ball if you're interested in it and having that energy, having that focus, you know, maybe even a 5% increase, a 10% increase is more than enough to actually get the ball rolling and get you to do that. And same with performance in, in any variety of thing. So, you know, this is not a miracle drug. This is not like limitless, yeah. um, <laughs> but it will, it will help performance and Anything that's close to that tipping point, you know, you're going to get a major benefit from something that's, you know, helping in a, in a marginal way. And just to clarify, the, this isn't like a prescription drug. This is like natural supplements, right, that you could buy at Whole Foods. Yeah, all of these things come from earth-grown nutrient sources. And that's something I believe both in my professional and personal life. You know, we as humans evolved alongside our environment to cohabitate and support each other in that manner. So it only makes sense that the best stuff that we could put in our body would be stuff that we've evolved alongside. It doesn't really make sense that, you know, some random synthetic mix of chemicals is going to long term be the best solution. Um, and, you know, in certain circumstances, you know, if I have a bad infection, I'm going to take some antibiotics and I appreciate the hell out of that. You know, but most of the time when you're talking about nutrient sources, um, staying as close to nature as possible is going to yield the most benefit with the least risk of you know, adverse effect. Yeah. I've, uh, I've had some positive benefits from nootropics. Like I, I have my own little stack for serotonin. 
Because mm-hmm. I did uh, 23 and Me, right? Had my genetic uh, thing sequenced, and I found out that I have the gene that causes my body to like use serotonin really fast, so it never gets to my brain, right? Uh-huh. Or I get l- very little, so it makes me like prone to anxiousness. Like I have like the Larry David gene, basically. Like <laughs> I'm like neurotic, um, and so uh, yeah, I, I take this stack that helps supposed to increase serotonin, but also um, slow down the rate at which it deteriorates. I don't know what's the word you use, but like your body uses it and it's helped me out. I'm just, I mean, it's not like I'm like super calm or whatever. I have to do other stuff like meditation and like, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy stuff, but it's like, it's helped me out. I'm a little more even keeled um, sure. because of that. So, so what do you got? Like five HCP? Yep. Yep. And uh, rhodiola. rhodiola. Yeah. Rhodiola is a great adaptogenic herb. It helps with stress. It, that, that class of adaptogenic herbs is something that, you know, really everybody should take because it, it's one of those things that has an ability to help you, you know, help you marginally a little bit in a, in a variety of different ways. It kind of finds the stress points and supplies some some lubrication of those stress points, you know, to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, that's a great herb. Yeah, and then uh, the other one, I take um, GABA, mm-hmm. part of that. So it it helps out. I mean, again, it's like not like a, a cure all, but it's you know, if anything can give me an edge, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, with the GABA. Um, you know, and for people listening, GABA is a is a great um, neurotransmitter. There's some issues with taking uh, nutritional supplement GABA in its in its regular form. There's some controversy over whether it crosses the blood brain barrier. Mm-hmm. So um, keep an eye out for that, and uh, and there may be some you know better ways that you can influence the GABA mechanism. L-theanine is really closely related to the GABA mechanism, and that's a, a natural amino acid that's found in in green tea and uh, and some other things as well. And a lot of people will find that taking L-theanine uh, improves that, you know, what they're targeting for the GABA uh, more than actually taking GABA itself, which can get destroyed before it gets uh, to the blood-brain barrier. Interesting. That's good to know. Okay, so kind of related to nootropics, uh, you have a documentary uh, that just I just saw on your website. Yeah. Uh, Huachuma? Wachuma. Wachuma. Huachuma. Wachuma. Uh, what's that about? I mean, because I, I got, you know, I, I kind of had the general gist, but for our readers who aren't familiar, what's that documentary about? Well, that documentary is about, um, it's about a practice that started several thousand years ago. And there was a period in pre-Andean civilization, uh, before the Incas, before, you know, the Mayans, before the Aztecs, before any of that, there was a civilization that thrived. And the center of that was in a place called Shavin. And for 800 years, there's no evidence of war and conquer in the area. And it's, so it's something of an anomaly in archaeological records. And one of the reasons that that's credited is that the center of Chavin was a place of pilgrimage where people would receive a sacrament of a plant medicine that comes from the San Pedro cactus um, that, interestingly enough, uh, since we're talking about serotonin, acts on the serotonin mechanism um, to create a very kind of bonding, heart-opening, mind—you know, mind-expanding experience um, that they would provide for everybody in the area, and um, and so Wachuma is only practiced by one or two more practitioners in the same old way, which is uh, using uh, the masada, which is kind of like the structure of the ceremony, and then brewing the cactus in that particular way, the San Pedro cactus, to create that medicine. And, um, and the documentary is about, you know, my experience going down to the jungle uh, to partake in that, that ancient ritual and as well as, you know, how that might look 
if um, you know we were to revive some of those principles of Shabin and that idea of para el bien de todos, you know, for the good of all, yeah. and working on ourselves individually first to make sure that we're fit for service to to work on the collective. Wedding season is coming up, and if you are preparing for the big day, I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer a free plant consultation forever. So I use fast-growing trees to order not an indoor tree, but an outdoor tree. There is an oak tree that was in our front yard that died a few years ago due to heat stress. Had to cut it down. There's been a blank spot that I wanted to put another tree there. I wanted a maple tree that turned bright red during the fall. And I went on fast-growing trees, found the tree that fit the criteria that I was looking for. Turns bright red. It's a maple tree that turns bright red in the fall. So if you want to try fast-growing trees, right now they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when they use code MANLINESS at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using code MANLINESS at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code MANLINESS, offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, if you have a family, then you need to get term life insurance to protect them. It's one of the smartest financial decisions you can make, and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. I remember when I was a new dad, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. One of them was, how can I take care of my family when I'm gone, if something happens to me? Well, it's one of the first things I did. I got term life insurance, one of the best decisions I made. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash manliness. That's meetfabric.com slash manliness. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash manliness. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, 
it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter Smart Technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So, I mean, what was your experience? I mean, sure, you talk about this in the documentary, but kind of general, I mean, what was your experience like taking it? Because I've heard people like, I guess, uh, you know, experimenting with psychedelics, people have had these like, yeah, like these mind changing or these life changing experiences where they just become like, like Steve Jobs attributes like psychedelics to helping them do awesome things with Apple. There's some other people too. So what was it like for you? Yeah, you know, this was not my first step in the journey. You know, I've been, I was working with the shaman in the mountains of Mexico at, at 19, and that was kind of a rite of passage for me. And, and I would certainly not be sitting here right now if it wasn't for um, the assistance that these traditional plant medicines have given me from psilocybin to ayahuasca and, and also wachuma. For me, wachuma was really unlike anything else that I'd experienced. First of all, uh, the practitioner down there, Don Howard, it's really like you get a chance to sit with Gandalf, the white wizard. Like I have no other way to compare it, but it's really amazing to be at someone who's practicing at the height of skill that he's able to practice. And then the medicine itself had a lot of lessons that really would be difficult to get elsewhere. It's one of those things that kind of, um, it it presents you with challenges that you have to overcome that are really practical for, you know, real world applications. So you take it, and you end up going walking through the jungle and everything in life becomes kind of magnified and so you're able to look at every little fear you have every anxiety you have every issue that you have and have an opportunity to work through those in a microcosm during this experience that is really applicable to you know life afterwards as well as kind of the eye-opening kind of uh, mind-expanding properties that, that these things have, allowing you to see things in a different perspective, see the earth in a different perspective, you know, kind of hear um, that voice of, of the unheard, you know, of the planet itself, of, of the, you know, the people who, who you really uh, end up after one of these experiences generally wanting to be more of service to. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So we've talked about the mind optimization stuff a bit. Um, let's talk about the, the fitness part. Um, mm-hmm. So instead, I mean, what I what I like about on it is that you guys focus on, I guess, what you call unconventional fitness, unconventional exercises. Yep. So we're talking like uh, kettlebells. Mm-hmm. We're talking uh, Indian clubs, which we've done a video on. I'm, if you have, if you guys want to see me shirtless and in like tights doing <laughs> kettlebells Ooh, or, or <laughs> Indian clubs, you can check it out on YouTube. <laughs> uh, the Indian mace, uh, which is pretty cool. I have one of those. Um, so why, why focus on those sort of, you know, cause like some of the stuff, like it's not new stuff. I mean, people were using this stuff for thousands of years, right? Indian clubs, the, uh, Gata, the mace been around for thousands of years. And it actually, some of the stuff was really popular in the West, like a hundred years ago, but then it died away. Uh, why focus on that stuff? Well, we really wanted to kind of look at, 
in the same way with nutrition, you know, what did we evolve alongside to do? You know, did we, did our bodies evolve to lift barbells from a bench press position? You know, like how often did that happen? You know, probably never. And, and it doesn't really happen that often in real life either. So some of the ways that we train are really kind of counterintuitive to what the body is designed to do. And the implements that we chose, we chose because they work well with the systems and the hinges and the levers and pulleys and everything that is actually naturally going on with the body itself and, uh, and really can help strengthen and condition the body in a way that, that supports it. So, you know, kettlebells are, are something that's grown wildly in popularity recently and, uh, and for good reason. I mean, really, if you put together a strong kettlebell routine, that can really replace almost everything else that you, that you have out there. Uh, but there's some other specialties that some of these other implements have. And like you mentioned, you know, the Persian Pelwani wrestlers from the 1200s, you know, kind of pioneered some of these methods, uh, preparing themselves for competition, preparing themselves for battle, and um, really can help work out things like the shoulder girdle and some of your core strength in really unique ways that just feels great for the body, helps prevent injury, and um, is going to allow you to continue training you know, well into your 60s, 70s. I mean, you see some of these guys swinging a mace who are, you know, 68 with the big old beard and been doing this for years, you know, some of the OGs of it. And, uh, you know, it's really impressive that they've been able to continue to do that. Whereas you see a lot of people who've done, you know, conventional lifting, like powerlifting, heavy squats and deadlifts. And, and, and those all have their place as well. I'm not saying not to do those in bench press, but, you know, generally the body will break down over time doing those lifts because the body wasn't designed uh, for that kind of force. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of old guys still doing this stuff. So there's this, um, we have an art of manliness reader. Reader is also a Greek Orthodox priest and uh, he's got this, this, this giant gray beard. And he sent me this picture of him just holding the most, the biggest kettlebell I've ever seen. I'm going to, I'll put, I'll post a link or an image of it, but it's the, it's the coolest picture. I mean, he's like in his like Orthodox priest garb oh, and yeah. just rocking it out with this giant, Orthodox priest forearms uh, with the kettlebell. It was pretty impressive. But yeah, I think he was like in his 60s and he's still rocking it. Nice. Yeah. And it seems like so a lot of this unconventional stuff too is used um, because you focused on that. Uh, you have, it seems you've attracted a lot of MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, why is that something that just sort of naturally happened? Was Did you have a, a background in MMA or was that something you, you reached out to fighters or what, what, what's the connection there? Well, I've, I've always been a huge fan of the sport. I've trained martial arts most of my life, and I've, I've actually been watching the UFC since the very first one. And uh, so I've had some affinity towards it. I had some friends who were fighters, but really a lot of that comes from our partnership with Joe Rogan, uh, obviously the UFC commentator, so, and also uh, jiu-jitsu black belt and um, you know, a high-level kickboxer when he was younger. So his connection has really you know, facilitated a lot of that. And then you know, we've kind of worked with the fighters to make sure that our program really suits, you know, some of the activities that they're doing as well, because they have to put themselves to the ultimate test. You know, I mean, all of us, we like to be fit and we like to be in shape, but the difference of whether we're in shape or not isn't some giant trained killer trying to pound our head in if we're slipping on our game a little bit. You know, we got a lot more slack than they do. So, you know, utilizing what they would do to get themselves in top condition um, and then applying that so that we can kind of mimic some of those patterns and movements and um, is something that we've really adopted as well. Yeah. Um, so like, you've had the opportunity to, like, um, to rub shoulders with some really 
some of the, the top fighters in the world. I mean, these are yeah. guys who, yeah, like you said, they can just like pummel people to death if they wanted. Um, what have you learned from them about masculinity and being a man? That's a great question. The best fighters I know and some of the toughest individuals in the world, like take Tim Kennedy, for example. He's you a know, cool guy. I got to meet him a few weeks ago. He's Super awesome. Cool yeah. And, uh, and so he's, you know, he was number three ranked middleweight UFC fighter. So one of the top fighters in his weight class in the world. And before that, in his professional life, he was one of the top Navy, I mean, uh, Army Ranger snipers in the world. So one of the top special forces snipers and one of the top UFC fighters. And if you meet him, he's the sweetest, like nicest, humble guy you'll ever meet. And time and time again, the best fighters and the champions are going to be, you know, the kind of the least abrasive individuals you'll ever meet because they have nothing to prove, you know. And so I think true manliness and true strength is is not having something to prove, not having a chip on your shoulder, having to say, hey, everybody, look how manly I am. It's knowing it like deep in your heart. Like, I know what I am. You know, I don't need to I don't need to show this to everybody because I'm completely secure and confident with what it is to be a man and what my what my strengths are in that regard. Yeah, that's something I've noticed over the years. So I've had the opportunity to like rub shoulders with you know, you MMA fighters, uh, special forces guys, guys who own um I guess security businesses like they they protect mm-hmm. you know VIPs like they they shoot bad guys for a living right like yeah. but like they are like the kind like you would never know right like I mean yeah. you would know because like they're super jacked they're huge <laughs> like you wouldn't want to mess with them like from like a physical but like just interacting with them like they're just like they're not a holes like they're just the kindest people I've ever met friendly um, and it's just sort of weird because I think there's this idea out there that you know to be manly you got to be sort of a, a jerk and like you know right and come you know embody the dark triad of personality traits be a narcissist and uh sort of psychopathic but it's not i mean my experience like that like these alpha male type guys like they're not like that no they're 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 somewhat of the opposite i mean i think anything that you're trying to aggressively show outwardly is an indication of an inward weakness you know so the more that you're trying to project something um you know, the less probably confident you feel about that inside as, as a generality. And there may be some exceptions to that and opportunities <clears throat> to kind of do something, you know, to, to show some other side. But that's that's more the general rule. And it reminds me a little bit of, you know, I had, I had a great tattoo artist and he was explaining, he was like, I never tattoo a dragon with its mouth open snarling. And he's like, you know why? He's like, because why the fuck would a dragon snarl? You know, like, who is it trying to scare? It's a dragon. It's a being of imminent power. You know, it has no reason to be growling at anybody or anything, you know. And that's, I think, kind of what these body, these fighters embody. They don't need to put out that snarl because they have it. They got the goods, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Have you uh, have you taken up fighting? Like, have you gotten in the ring a couple times since the beginning of On It? Yeah, you know, I've, as I said, I've been a martial artist a lot of my life. And, uh, I was always more of a lantern than a laser. You know, I never really focused on anything enough to be truly, truly great. I mean, basketball was the closest I came to that. Um, but then, you know, I started ramping up fighting a bit, maybe five or six years ago, a little bit before on it actually, and was preparing to take a fight in the ring and, uh, training with some really tough guys and, um, ended up getting in my first like street fight, 
um, in the middle of training. Like, so I was at like the peak of my condition and, and I'm, I'm not one who likes to fight and I'll try to avoid it under almost all circumstances. Um, but this time, you know, four guys came up to me and one threw my girlfriend face first into my car window. Jeez. And so I had no choice, you know, it was there, there it was. And, uh, ended up, you know, doing all right in the fight, but got a concussion and, and that kind of like, after that, you know, I, I'd basically been training for a moment, an artificial moment in the ring where I could see what was inside myself and see how I would react. And then it kind of manifested in real life. And after that, it somewhat just kind of scratched the itch and diminished my, my need to, to kind of show that side in, uh, in the ring. Uh, but that was a really kind of interesting moment. Plus the concussion, man, I had to stop training for a while. But um, yeah, it was really interesting how that happened, how, you know, my whole life I've still only gotten in one major street fight and it happened just happened to happen when I was at the peak of my training um, with a pretty significant challenge and there was multiple attackers that's crazy that's crazy um, so this idea of total human optimization um, you know I've had with the podcast I've had the opportunity to talk to some people who are like doing this right um, I talked to uh, the guy who wrote um, I forgot his name man I feel like a, an idiot uh, he wrote about <laughs> flow it's about becoming superhuman uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I, know, I, know, I know which guy you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Either. Yeah, well, I'll have it in the show. Because it was a good podcast. Anyway, I mean, there's like, there's like, it's interesting that we're in this point where we're trying to figure out ways to optimize ourselves mentally, physically. But one thing, and I'm into it too. Like I, you know, I, I've messed with like biohacking, right? And like um, biofeedback is what it is, right? So you like the thing you put on your head and like measure brain waves or whatever. And, um, but I mean, this stuff, I mean, it's somewhat expensive right now. Right. And so like, the, the big concern, whenever I do this stuff, I'm like, this is cool. It's helping me out. But what I'm concerned about is like, is this going to create some sort of like, you know, you remember like in the, um, that, uh, sci-fi novel where there's like the, in the, when the guy goes to the future, um, and there's like a, two classes of humans, there's like, there's like super like awesome humans. And then there's oh, like, like Gattaca or something sort of like, like Gattaca, not Gattaca, but I mean, that happens in Gattaca, but there's also, um, that really old one. It's like, uh, a time traveler what's the man i'm gonna have to like do some like editing after this word like so it sounds so we sound like we know what we're talking about um it's the guy who wrote Ten Thousand leagues under the sea what was his name jules you know er, Vern. Yeah, jules, jules Vern. he wrote a thing about the time traveler right mm-hmm. and like he goes to the future and like there's like basically like two group sub you know species of humans at this point there's like um like affluent superhuman types and then there's like these poor you know, not so great looking humans. Um, and so like whenever I do this stuff, I'm always concerned is like, is there going to like, what's the future of human optimization? Is it, is it going to create this um, distinction between classes where like the wealthy can afford to, you know, biohack their genes, um, you know, improve cognition and like, you know, parents will listen their kid, give their kids smart pills. So they do awesome in the SAT while, you know, less affluent uh, people won't be able to do that. I mean, so what, what, I mean, do you ever, do you ever take a look like a big picture look at of, of where this is going? I mean, what do you see as the future of human optimization? Well, I think, I think it's really, you know, while there is some, while there are some monetary boundaries to, you know, some of the tools that you can use, I think more important than the tools is the idea. You know, I mean, if nobody, if people didn't buy a single thing, you know, from on it, but just kind of followed along with the movement, the inspiration, some of the basic principles of the nutrition, how to eat when you have, you know, because we can all make those small choices um, in certain ways. I think the spirit of it is, is a lot more important than the tools. Now, I think ultimately there may be some tools that eventually evolve 
such as you know pretty dramatic gene modification that may you know create some kind of disparity that gets a little weird. Um, but at this at this level, you know everything is you know everything is applied in in kind of a moderate level. You know, there's not this this big thing that's going to completely separate the classes. It's more about wherever you're at. Let's try to make that let's try to make that optimal. And and I think ultimately the the only defense against that other kind of more drastic optimization that could create class disparity is for people to align their goals um, with something like I was talking about earlier. You know, truly for the good of all, so that you know the people who are getting have you know the fortunate blessing of being able to to do these procedures and optimization techniques you know they use whatever advantage they have and they take on the responsibility to do even more work for the planet and for other people and if that's the case that just means that more capability means more responsibility and everybody shares a, a different burden and i think that's the really the only defense um, because there are going to be opportunities that come about the only way to kind of even that out is to make sure that the, the heart and spirit of those who are getting optimized is in align with the good of the planet and the good of all. Okay. Oh, so I always like to end these things with uh, some practical takeaways. I mean, if there's like one or two things that, you know, guy who's listening to this podcast can do today to start optimizing his life, what would you recommend? Well, I think you can make it really simple. First of all is, you know, breathe right. I think, you know, before you even worry about supplements and anything else you're trying to take, Every, you know, every opportunity you get, breathe with your diaphragm, take deep breaths. You know, a lot of people get in the habit of this shallow chest breathing, which contributes to, you know, a lot of extra stress um, and a depletion of energy. So take some moments to breathe properly. And, you know, diaphragm breath is that breath that goes all the way down to your stomach. And take those few moments to do that. That's going to make a huge improvement. And then also chewing. You know, these things that don't cost any money, you know, so when you have food, a lot of times we're preoccupied and we're thinking about something else and we're just worried about getting it down. Um, but take your time to chew your food. Uh, that's going to take a lot of stress off your digestive system. It's going to allow more nutrients to enter your body. Uh, it's going to reduce inflammation across the board. Um, you know, there's an old saying, um, you know, drink your solids and chew your liquids. You know, which basically means, you know, chew till there's nothing solid left in your mouth. And when you're drinking juice, you know, go through that process to allow the saliva to help break down what you're drinking. Because even if you're drinking, you know, dense, nutrient-dense juices, but just chugging it down, that whole process of the saliva interacting in, uh, with the food is not going to be in place. So, so those two things, I think, are, are really crucial and often overlooked. And, um, you know, the third most important thing I would say is whatever your practice might be, find an opportunity to get still. And that could be either meditation, that could be float tanks. Psychedelic medicine is a tool that I've used that allows that, that real moment of clarity to come in where all the noise and all the static and all the distraction goes away. And however you want to put that into your life, you know, find that opportunity to get still. It could be yoga, it could be a hike out in nature. Um, but those three things are going to make a huge difference uh, in your performance. And then, you know, of course, on it, we have a bunch of tools as well. Um, but if you take care of those first three, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Awesome. So besides on it, where else can people find about your work? Because you have like a personal blog, right? Yeah. Um, AubreyMarcus.com is kind of the new hub of everything. So it's got my links to all my social media and uh, some of the posts and podcasts and different stuff that we have going. So if you just head to AubreyMarcus.com, that's the best resource right now. 
Awesome. Well, Aubrey Marcus, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you, Brett. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you do. Your blog is, you know, one of the one of the few that are on my top list of, uh, of sites visits. So I really appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm, for sure. Our guest today was Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey is the founder and CEO of Onnit. It's a fitness and health company, and you can go to onnit.com to find out about that. You can also check out his personal website, aubreymarcus.com, for book reviews, podcasts, and content that Aubrey's written. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're getting something out of it, I'd really appreciate it if you give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever else you use to listen to your podcast. That will help us out a lot. Until next time, this is Brett McKay telling you to stay manly. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.